And the school department is sitting on an $11 million surplus from fiscal year 21. They probably have a similar size surplus for last year. So they're literally sitting on money and they're not investing it in kids right now. To turn around and ask us for additional dollars when they have this money, when the Crawley Act does not require that we contribute these additional dollars, is just extremely frustrating. And that's the mayor of Providence. He's suing the state and suing Education Commissioner on Haley Canfante Green, who's with me today. Why is he going after you? Call the lawyers. Why? I don't know. That's a question we have to ask him. But what we do know is that we were pretty clear with the Crawley Act that he would have to um, put in his fair share. If we increased our funding, mm -hmm. he would have to increase. So that's what we're asking of him. Yeah, and he says, well, it's not fair. You have a lot of pandemic money. Not you, but the state has pandemic money, and the formula's not the way it was explained to him, and he's, he's suing you over this. There's got to be a little more to it. I don't want to get in the weeds of millions in funding and this and that, but I guess he's saying uh, he doesn't have to pony up. Uh, well, I disagree with him. I think he needs to give the fair share to the school district. It's his responsibility. He's yeah. still the mayor. It's what we, we are entitled to as the district. And, you know, we have to take care of the buildings. The buildings have been in disrepair for a very long time. Right. That money also goes to that. And we also, as a district, have to have money to function. That's, that's the way that districts run, most normal districts. This is a district that has been neglected for a very long time. Well, we know that on many, many levels. I mean, it's falling apart at the seams. You took it over because it was neglected, but the city is still responsible for the buildings and the city taxpayers still kick in, although the majority of funding in Providence is from the state anyway. The suburbs kick the money up there, isn't that right? Well, the majority of the money does come from yeah. the state, but the city does have to put in their share. They're not gonna get away with that. And he knew that when he first um, signed the agreement with us. He was very aware of that. All right. Well, let's put that aside. We'll let the, let the lawyers entertain that. Let's talk about Providence. You know, you're the commissioner for the whole state, but somehow we only think about you with this Providence takeover. It's, it's taken you over. <laughs> yes, but I yeah. am the commissioner for the whole state, and I, I appreciate the work statewide. Okay, well, we'll talk about the other districts, which are doing much better than Providence, even though poorer performing ones are doing better than Providence, and that's a shame, and we all lament that. Everybody's entitled to a good education. For whatever reason, we're at this point now. Uh, and just as you took it over, and just as you were going to get started, you got whacked with the pandemic. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's unbelievable, the timing. Have I you know. made any progress? And I think it's okay to say no. It was a setback. The hurricane came, blew us back. We're nowhere where we want to be. We're not even started. Well, no, yes, so there has been progress. So we were able to purchase a curriculum for the entire district from K to eight. Okay. Before, as you know, there was a hodgepodge here, sometimes even on a grade in a school, teachers were using different curriculum. So we have a, a curriculum for K to eight, especially in a community that is so mobile. So a child may start in one school, yeah. end up in another one. And now we are actually doing the same thing with a high school curriculum. This is all done by the teachers, with the teachers. So that's an area that we feel really good about. We also feel good about um, the way that we're responding to the parents and the community. We have mm -hmm. metrics, we have met all those metrics. Um, we never measured it before. So we feel good about progress in many different areas. What did you think when you came here to Rhode Island? Because I teach English differently than one from one school to another in the same school district. One is doing math left to right, the other is doing right to left. This happens in Providence, am I correct? Yes, it, it used to, it used to. We put in one curriculum and that's what we're doing and that and we're doing professional okay. development around that. All right, so you could say, listen, I'm putting the structures in place, but that's this is right. a lengthy process. This it is, is a, a years-long process. process. I've always wondered, what happens to the kid who's there now? He's going to graduate as a senior no matter what. His, his degree, it's, I don't want to say worthless, but you give me a better word. So um, 
that's what keeps me up at night. We, that's why we've made changes in Providence. So we have a ninth grade academy in one of the schools yeah. to um, really strengthen what the kids are doing. So um, instead of being with the other kids, we have this academy that we're going to give them all the supports so that they can do well in high school. Mm -hmm. I think that's a challenge for us. Um, it does. It, you don't make change overnight, especially in a system that's so troubled. But what we have been doing is trying to tackle the individual needs of the students. So we are, we've gotten tutoring. We have gotten in specialists in the building to support. Yeah. So we're trying to, for those kids that have been in the system for a while, try yeah. to put in support so that they can continue to learn. Uh, well, the shame was you, could, you can't put the brakes on everybody and say, you don't go to school for six years until I come back <laughs> with the system is right. These kids are going to pass through. Speaking of pass through, you were on me once uh, more than a year ago. You said there is social promotion. There is. In Providence and other districts. And I just don't, for the life of me, understand that. How do you pass somebody who hasn't passed the, the grade work, would just pass them through? Yes. That's, a, that's an unfortunate fact. It is. It, it has been in place for a long time, and I can tell you, in Providence in particular, but what we have to do is strengthen what we're doing in the classrooms yeah. so that we can actually, what would holding them back a year mean? Would they get anything different? What would be, we would have to put something in place that would really make sense, that they would benefit from spending an extra year in the same classroom or the same grade. So those are things that we have to, which we're putting in place yeah. because we don't want to promote kids that are not ready because we're, we're doing them a disservice, right? But what do they get in its place? Or do we promote them and really give them extra hours? Do we extend the school day? Do we catch them up? So those are the things that we're working on presently. You know, I understand. It, it's, it's a lot involved. Uh, years ago, you didn't pass third grade. You got left back. That's right. I mean, can you imagine? That's right. It's like you're, you're in the same building, but you're in third grade. Everybody moves to fourth. That's right. That's a terrible thing for a kid to live with. It's a stigma. Yes, it is a stigma. I, I understand that. But on the other hand, I also understand if the kid didn't pass the work, you're pushing him into fourth grade, fifth grade. He's going to fail there. He's going to just keep failing until eventually you're done at 18. Goodbye. Right, but if every kid is failing, then it's something that we need to change, right? If it were one child or two, yeah. um, I met with some teachers who said that the fifth graders in their schools reading at a first grade level, and it was all of them. So that to me is challenging. That has to do with curriculum, that has to do with the supports in the school. So we just have to do things differently. And I think that the teachers, are ready, they're excited to be able to do things differently, they, they are asking for support, they're getting professional development. Prior to last year, they got one year, right. one day of professional development. That is not the case anymore. And I know that they want to do the best job possible. You're, you're speaking very diplomatic. During the, <laughs> the uh, contract negotiations, it wasn't so diplomatic. You said, they're bullies, Gene. I have the, I have the clip I play it on the radio. They're bullies, Gene. Everybody knows that. They're bullies. And you're telling me today they want change? Because just a couple of months ago you were saying they don't want any change. What well, is it? Well, it, we're talking <laughs> two different things. The classroom teachers want change. The classroom teachers want to get things done. That's a different thing. When you're talking about leadership, union leadership, that's a yeah. different ballgame. And I think at the end of the day, everybody wants the kids to succeed. Um, so I, I don't see them the same. <laughs> I think it's a little different. In, the way, in my viewpoint. Well, they're mad when you do that. Yes. They say you're driving a wedge between the leadership and the union, that you're wrong to do that. You heard that. I have, but I'm not driving a wedge. I'm just stating some of the facts. Yeah. You know, I still have teachers that come to me and say, hey, I want this to be done. Help me with this. I, I have that relationship with many of the teachers, and I am not trying to drive a wedge. What we need to do is model the behavior that we expect from our kids. 
And That's what we need to do. You, so you insist the teachers are amenable to change. The union leadership oh, yeah. is amenable to change? I think so. Yeah. I think so. I think they're doing their job, right? That's their job. They, mm -hmm. they are doing what they um, think is the right thing to do. But I think everyone wants the kids to learn, including the union leadership. Yeah. They did a pretty good job on negotiating another contract, right? Now, they did. You started under Governor Raimondo, then Governor McKee came in. He made some changes. He put new people at the table. Uh, did he diminish your role in that? No. You said at one point to me, you told me, listen, I'm glad. I have other things to do. I'm glad I'm not involved every day to day. I have to go run the whole rest of the state. That's Was right. That, did he diminish you in that? No, 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 no. He and I had a long conversation, and I had talked to the union, the, everybody that was at the negotiation table, saying I wasn't going to come back prior to the governor okay. stepping in because it was literally about 400 hours. And we were just not moving in the pace that we needed to. Um, and someone in my role is usually not at the table. Neither is the superintendent. Mm -hmm. We did that in a good faith effort to try to get to a better place, to right. really understand the issues. Um, but if, you know, we, we didn't think that it was being productive at that point. Okay, so McKee comes in, he puts a new person there, and he gets the contract done, mm -hmm. right? Now, you have to take a look at this. What's there that you would not have given them? Well, I, I think that there's a lot of conversations that happen during negotiation. I think that, of course, I wanted everything, right? Okay. I wanted everything. And so do they, and that's the and way that's, it is. That's but the but way let it me works. refine it because I'm tight on time. What's there that say, you know, I wouldn't have given that to them? They got that. I don't, I don't think that that's the way I would put it. I think I, I'm trying to look at the things that we did get because some things were very surprising to me. The fact that we didn't have parent teacher conferences. Okay. I mean, I don't know, that's like the backbone of what we do in education. Um, we didn't have that. That's important to us, to the community, to the parents, to the teachers, to the, to the students. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking at the things that we did get. There was a lot of things that I did want. There was nothing that we gave in that I didn't, I wasn't in favor of. Let me, come on. <laughs> <laughs> there was a one thing on that list that you said I wouldn't have given that. <laughs> no, I, what I would have said is I wanted more. Okay. I wanted more. The Education Commissioner, Helica Infante Green, is with me, and we have a lot to talk about. First, personally, are you staying in Rhode Island? I am. Now, wait a minute. I know you're on a contract. As it was extension, you had to accept it. Where, where do you stand right now with that? I'm, I'm in a good place. I'm, my contract is going to be up soon. When? And, What's the date um, on that? It's in April of next year, but we start negotiating um, earlier. So, so you're the here. The next few months, yeah. You're here until April of next year, mm -hmm. which is uh, seven months. Yes. Okay. You start negotiating a new now. contract mm -hmm. now. And who do you talk directly with? I talk to uh, Chair Cottom, who is um, the person in charge of the, uh, the board. Barbara Cottom, the yep. chairwoman and part of the, mm -hmm. the, the board that oversees. You talk directly to the governor as well? I, I do talk to the governor. Do you have an agent like me in broadcasting? I don't have an agent, <laughs> but do you have those things? I do not have an agent. I have a lawyer. All right, you have a lawyer. So you talk and the lawyer talks and mm -hmm. uh, you're looking for a better deal like everybody. Well, you know, I'm looking for uh, a deal. I think um, I want to stay in Rhode Island. I am committed to doing the work here. I think that, you know, the things that I'm asking in my contract are the same basic things that every other commissioner gets in their contract. Which would, can you, do you mind sharing that? I don't want to delve into your personal business, but it is, pub I guess everything is public. It will be business. public. What do you want? It will be public. I, there, there's nothing in there that it's, you know, basically a continuation of my current contract. There's everybody really wants, not much. Everybody wants more money. I ask for more money when I go in. <laughs> I want more money. I want more this, more that. I haven't, I haven't really, um, 
work those okay. conversations out. Assuming we work everything out over the next seven months and uh, you would stay? Yes, absolutely. I'm committed to doing the work. I came here, I said I would be committed. I am going to stay. You know, there are rumors that I'm leaving and that I have other job offers. I do have other job offers. I, I do. Um, right now on the table, other yes. people want you. Yes. On Helica, if you want to give them the keys, come over here. We have a space for you. Is it, it really? Yes, I do have other job offers, but I am not taking any of them. I am here to stay. Now, I always tell my boss, I have other job offers. Yes, I'm, if you don't do what I, it's, it's a negotiating <laughs> ploy. No, I'm not, I'm not doing that. The only reason that I bring it up is because there were rumors in the last few okay. weeks. But no, I'm, I'm, trust me, I'm not trying to do that. All right. I want to, I'm, you know, Providence occupies, as I said, it's really taken you over. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's it. But there are other issues in this, yeah. in this state. We have other poor performing districts that need reform. Central Falls, Pawtucket, on and on and on. What's Winsocket. the plan for those? I don't want to let them fall through the cracks. No, Winsocket, we don't. Yes. No, so we created a whole new division in my, in my office that is about supporting schools. Mm -hmm. So it's really about transforming schools, giving them the support. In the past, we were just about accountability, um, really compliance. Did you do this? Did you do that? So what we're doing now is that we have a team that's going to go out to those districts, the lowest performing districts, and work with them, mm -hmm. create an educational plan, actually sit in the classrooms with them, um, measure where they are, help them put in curriculum, help them put in professional development. So we're gonna be doing that. That is a whole new office that we did not have. I suspect I know why Barrington and East Greenwich always fight for the top spot. Social uh, wealth, a lot of issues there. Well, but I'd like you to tell me, why are they at the top and why is Providence and Woonsocket at the bottom? What are the factors and what can be done to get them to meet somewhere. You have to pull Providence up, you have to pull those districts up. What are the social, what is, what's the real truth? Why is that? It's well, uncomfortable sometimes too. You involve families, broken families, a lack of parental involvement, crime. We, un we understand the social panoply here. Explain it to me. Well, it's all those things, but it's also, you know, there's an expectation that the kids are gonna perform in Barrington and in East Greenwich. There's an expectation. Um, and they do whatever it takes to make it happen. And the teachers in these other districts need additional support. They want to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. And one of the good things that came out of the pandemic is that we have been able to work together across districts. So we have had professional development across the districts. We also had summer school courses with kids from different districts. We've never done that before other than in the pandemic. So we had kids from, from Central Falls, from Providence, from Barrington, mm -hmm. East Greenwich, all in a class. And it was pretty amazing to see them um, bounce ideas off each other, and all of them progressed. So there's something to be said about working together and getting the supports. Um, Barrington has a lot of supports in place for yeah. their teaching staff, for everyone involved, um, and the community comes together. So that's what we're trying to do in Providence, make sure that the teachers have the support that they need and bring the community together. That's why the parent-teacher conference was so important, so that everybody's on the same page. Mm -hmm. You have that in these districts, so we have to build it where it doesn't exist right now. Right, there was some pushback on vaccines in the schools, masks in the schools. Where do you stand on all of that? Is, there, is that all, is the dust settled on all of that? The dust has settled. At the end of the day, um, masks are part of the mitigation. Mm -hmm. um, vaccines are an important tool that we did not have last year that we now have. Um, we're encouraging everyone that can get vaccinated to get vaccinated. But I understand that it's a parental decision and it's a family decision. I would, you know, I thought about it really hard when I vaccinated my 13 year old son. Mm -hmm. 
Um, we talked to him about it, but we chose to vaccinate him. It's my responsibility as a parent to keep him safe. Uh, you, you know, we have a new candidate, Matt Brown, who used to be our Secretary of State. He's a progressive Democrat running for governor. In his uh, uh, platform, he said $60,000 for every teacher. $60,000 for every teacher. Would that make a difference? $60,000 additionally? No, 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 no. At baseline. At baseline? You come in, well, yeah. nothing less than $60,000 for That would be teacher. amazing if we could do that. That is, would be amazing. Is it doable, though? Is you involve raising taxes now. You involve a lot of things. Well, that, that all depends on each municipality. Like, we don't mm -hmm. have that control. So, yeah, you would have to raise taxes. You would have to. Currently, we don't have the money to start teachers at $60,000. All you... teachers across the state, that really depends on where they, they teach. Are you attracting quality teachers these days? Who would I want, would I mean, hope I mean, so. You know what I hear? You, you teach in Providence? You teach in Providence? <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. So we have invested money in attracting talent in Providence. So we have also um, have incentives, financial incentives. We're giving $2,500 additionally for teachers in hard to fill areas like science, math, secondary, um, if they have an ESL license. We actually hired a recruiter because we did not have that in Providence. Mm -hmm. So we hired a recruiter to go out and actually help us bring in talent into our system. We also have a pipeline for teachers' assistance in our system. So we're trying to figure out how we move the needle in this area. So we're actually, we have a, a concerted effort that we right. did not have before. When I hear this conversation, you teach in Providence, they say, wow, you teach in Providence. Oh, I teach a classical. Oh, you teach a classical. <laughs> how is that, that, that amazing school is one of the top performing high schools in the country. It hits Newsweek, Time, everything. It's right next door to the, poor, the, more, the most poor performing, poor central. I don't understand it. Do you? Well, yeah. Are you, are you shocked at that, that you have them side by side? Same kids, same homes, same demographics, everything. One building does this, the other building does that. Explain well, that. It's a screen school, so those are for the kids that are the highest performing across the, the district. What we also have is the expectations, right? You go to classical, you're expected to do well. So what we're trying to do is change that across the city. So for example, in Hope High School, mm -hmm. it will be an IB school. So the students will get not just a regular diploma, but also get uh, a European right. diploma. We're looking at bringing in different languages. We're changing the scope of what the expectations are in the schools. I thank you for coming in. There's so much more to talk about. Uh, but I want to congratulate Classical. Whenever I read that, I'm, I'm, like, I'm stunned. Really, yeah. top people, top school, amazing. And it's right next to Central. And if you could get whatever they're doing over there, bottle it and ship it to the other schools, boy, you'll be okay. Uh, Education Commissioner Angelica Infante Green, thank you for coming in. Always appreciate your time. Thank you.